Hi, I want to welcome you to day four of week 10 to the book of Genesis, chapter 49, second to the last chapter of this book. And we began talking yesterday about blessing, the importance of passing on a dream by blessing others. Living out a God-given dream means you pass the dream along. It's God's dream, and one of the great stewardships of life is passing it along to others. And we learn a lot about life and about faith and about blessings in the way that Jacob blesses his sons. Chapter 49, he's going to bless his 12 sons. He's going to add some in in his blessing of Joseph and Ephraim and Manasseh in the last chapter. And as he blesses these sons, we learn some things about how God's at work in our lives. I want to just sort of walk through this chapter, read a few verses and note some things that God is doing. Chapter 49 begins with these two verses. Then Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather around so I can tell you what will happen to you in days to come. Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. And then he begins to bless his children. The first blessings that he gives are not exactly blessings. They are recognitions of what God is doing. In verses 3 and 4, he talks about Reuben, his firstborn, and then he talks about Simeon and Levi in verses 5 to 7. Listen to what he has to say to these sons. Reuben, he says in verse 3, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power, turbulent as the waters. You will no longer excel, for you went up into your father's bed, into my couch, and you defiled it. And then he talks about Simeon and Levi, beginning in verse 5. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. Let me not enter their council. Let me not join their assembly, for they have killed men in their anger and hamstrung oxen as they pleased. Cursed be their anger so fierce and their fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob and disperse them in Israel. <laughs> That's quite a blessing, isn't it? Reuben, Simeon, and Levi... Remember, we read just that one verse as we were reading through the book of Genesis that Reuben went into his father's concubine's bed. Just one verse that noted it had happened. And you might have thought that Jacob had forgotten it, that God had forgotten it, but they hadn't. We're reminded also of Simeon and Levi and how when their sister was raped, instead of asking God for direction and bringing justice and anger, they just brought angry consequences, selfish consequences. And so instead of expressing God's justice, they just acted like everybody else in this world and just went for revenge. In these verses, the consequences come. In these verses, Reuben and Simeon and Levi are told by their father that our decisions have consequences. And those consequences might not come in the moment, but they're going to come in your life. Now, I like to fool myself. I bet you do too. There's decisions that I want to make that are selfish decisions, that are sinful decisions. And I like to fool myself in that minute to thinking, ah, this won't have any consequences. No one will ever know. Even if someone knows, it's only going to be for a moment. It's not true. You never know the consequences. God is a forgiving God. God will forgive our sins. But God is a God also who in his justice allows us to face the consequences. And Reuben and Simeon and Levi are reminders of the fact that in the life of faith, our decisions still have consequences. And then Jacob turns to Judah. And he says, in, beginning in verse 8, Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You're a lion's cub, O Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until it comes to whom it belongs, and the obedience of the nations 
is his. You know who that last verse is talking about? Until it comes to him to whom it belongs, it's talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came out of the tribe, the Lion of Judah. Not the Lion, the Lion of Judah. But Jesus is called the Lion of the tribe of Judah. This very picture that we see here, Judah, out of his family tree, is going to come the Messiah, the Savior. Now, he didn't know that. Jacob didn't know that. But here he blesses his son in such a way that he looks forward by faith to what God is going to do. He was saying so much more than he knew. And that's what I learned from Judah. God is doing so much more than we can see. From Reuben and Simeon and Levi, I'm reminded that there are consequences that I may have hoped I wouldn't have to endure. But these, these verses remind me that God is doing so much more than we can see. Judah was not perfect, just as his brothers were not perfect. But remember, a couple of chapters ago, we reminded ourselves that even though he wasn't perfect, he made the decision to admit his imperfections and to move ahead in God's strength. That's what the lion's strength is in our lives. Judah reminds me of what God is doing. And then, quickly, Jacob goes through some other sons. Listen to what the Bible has to say about Zebulun and Issachar and Dan and Asher. Zebulun, in verse 13, will live by the seashore and become a haven for ships. His border will extend towards Sidon. Issachar, in verse 14, is a raw-boned donkey lying down between two saddlebags. When he sees how good is his resting place and how pleasant is his land, he will bend his shoulder to the burden and submit to forced labor. Dan, in verse 16, will provide justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan will be a serpent by the roadside, a viper along the path that bites the horse's heels so that its rider tumbles backward. Verse 18, Jacob just says, I look for your deliverance, O Lord. I love that simple verse in the midst of this blessing. Jacob reminding us that it's all about God, not about us. And then he gets back to his sons in verse 19. Gad will be attacked by a band of raiders, but he will attack them at their heels. Asher in verse 20, Asher's food will be rich. He will provide delicacies fit for a king. Verse 21, Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Verse 27, Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning, he devours his prey. In the evening, he divides the plunder. Here in these sons, Zebulun, Issachar, Dan, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Benjamin, here we're reminded of another truth, the truth that God has uniquely shaped and uniquely placed you to glorify him. Every one of us have a unique shape for glorifying God. As you read through these verses, you see that one son is called a haven, another a place for justice, another place where deliverance would come. But then come words like this, this is a son who will attack this is a son who will provide delicacies. This is a son who's like a doe set free. Here's a son who's like a ravenous wolf, entirely different from each other. They came from the same family, same upbringing, but they're entirely different because God has uniquely shaped them to glorify him. We all have a unique shape for ministry. Even in the same family, that shape is going to be different. So the question isn't, who can I become more like in my family? The question is, what does God want me to be like? How does he want me to live out who he's made me to be? Am I a doe set free? Am I a ravenous wolf? Either one of those can be used, even one of those attitudes of life, pictures of who a person is, can be used to glorify God. The question isn't what's my shape so much as how do I glorify God with the shape that he's given? Once you've determined to glorify God with the shape that he's put into your life, who he's made you to be, you're going to get clearer and clearer on who he's made you to be. I know a lot of people who want to discover who God's made them to be, and they don't really have any intention to glorify God as yet. Why should God show you? 
Why should he reveal that to you? It's when you decide to glorify him that he's going to reveal to you who he's made you to be. We all have a unique shape for ministry, and we also have a unique place that God has put us in for ministry. It's interesting that our shape of who we are, that can't change, and we are who we are. But our place of ministry often changes. So the question for you is, does God have you in the place of ministry that he wants you right now? The place of glorifying him. Remember, we're all ministers. That's not a word just for pastors. We're all made to serve God. That's what the word ministry means. Does God have you in the place of glorifying him that he wants you right now? Are you satisfied with being in that place that God has for you. It's not the place he has someone else. Are you looking at someone else's place? Like, I wish I was over there. We all tend to do that sometimes. Are you satisfied with the place that God has put you to live out the shape of ministry that he's put into your life right now? Because in in the end, all the questions we have about places, and in the end, it's going to be, was God glorified? That's the only question. There's one more son, and that is Joseph. In verses 22 down through verse 26, Jacob says of his son Joseph, Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility, but his bow remained steady. His strong arm stayed limber because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, because of your father's God who helps you, because of the almighty who blesses you with the blessings of the heavens above. Blessings of the deep that lie below. Blessings of the breast and of the womb. Your father's blessings are greater than the blessings of the ancient mountains, than the bounty of the age-old hills. Let all these rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. Joseph, as Jacob, his father, blesses him, we learn, we're reminded of the important truth that it's all because of the hand of the Almighty. These are verses, this whole chapter is about the blessing of God in your life. Are you experiencing God's blessing in your life? Blessing of God, by the way, is not necessarily material. It's usually not material. He might give you some material things to use in serving him. If so, do so. But the true blessing of God goes to the depth of who you are, the depth of where he has placed you to honor him. And when you see that you're in that place, you're able to sit back and say, along with Joseph, this blessing, it's because of the hand of the Almighty. These are verses about God's blessing in your life, but don't forget one final thing. They're also verses about you passing God's blessing along to others, to your very own family. The Bible says in verse 33, when Jacob had finished giving these instructions to his sons, he drew his feet up into the bed, he breathed his last, and he was gathered to his people. Let's pray together. God, thank you. Our Father, we thank you for your blessings, for the blessing of life, the blessing of salvation, for the blessing of shaping and placing us in spots where we can glorify you, Jesus. We thank you, God, for your blessings. And we pray that you give us the privilege not only of seeing your blessing, of recognizing your blessing in our lives and taking joy in you, but also passing that along to someone else so that someone else, someone we love, someone that's close to us can see God's blessing in their life. God, use us to do that. Help us to know the right words, the right time. And if it doesn't seem like we have the right words at the right time, help us to stumble through what might seem the wrong words at the wrong time so that we try to pass it along. Help us not to give up on your blessing in our lives. And help us not to, not to ever come to a place where we're not able to pass it on to other people. Lord, thank you for your blessings. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're going to finish our study of the book of Genesis together. 